Hey y'all, you're listening to the Calvary Youth Culture Podcast. We meet on Wednesdays from 7 to 8 p.m. at Calvary Church. For more information, check out our Instagram and Facebook at CYC Students. Our goal for this podcast is to inspire you to deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the first ever Calvary Youth Culture live show. Um, I'm here with my boy David, my boy Nathan, and my boy Andrew Coonrod. The beast for getting us all set up. Why does Andrew get a last name? Why can't I have a last name? <laughs> He's got the coolest <laughs> last name. Is that why? Coonrod in the house. Um, My last name's Stark, so I think <laughs> I have the coolest. And what's Hulk's last name? Uh, Bruce Banner, right? Nope. Isn't it Hulk? All right. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so we got a special guest coming on in like five minutes. Uh, he's going to be calling me. Uh, but until we get there, I just want to do some quick introductions. Uh, my name's Turner Schwartz. I'm the student pastor at, at Calvary Church. Here's my boy, David. David, you introduce yourself. Yeah, uh, my name is David Yuseda. I'm the worship leader for uh, Calvary Youth Culture at Calvary Church here in Burleson. What about you, Nathan? My name is Nathan Wyatt. Um, I'm an adult leader in Calvary Youth Culture and help out with music and worship and just wherever else I'm needed. Let's go, dude. Coonrod? I am uh, recently acquired uh at covering and uh i do production uh so if if you're on if you ever go to like a sunday service um any like lyrics lighting uh anything besides sound um i'm behind that uh, i spend a lot of time just doing my best to make an experience that brings god closer to you and and just sets an atmosphere for god to work, do his work and uh i love it anything at church that you see that you like <laughs> Probably from Andrew. That's Coonrod. most likely. Yeah, Andrew. no kidding. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, David, where are you from, dude? You got an accent. Uh, do I? The Bronx? <laughs> no, nah, I'm not from the Bronx. <laughs> Let's get that clear. I'm not from the I'm not from the city of New York, but I'm from New York. I'm from Long Island, and uh, I moved here about a year and four months ago, and uh, came to Calvary in uh, I'd say October of 2018, and uh, it's. Uh, it's been an exciting trip ever since. Let's go, dude. Nathan, where are you from, dude? Right here in Fort Worth. Nice. <laughs> Never moved. Hey, let's get it. Specifically, though. Um, Saginaw area. Saginaw. That's why I grew up in Saginaw. Saginaw. How about you, Coonrod? Well, I hail from uh, Arlington. Um, in Ireland. Ireland-ton. Ireland. And then I moved to Weatherford, and I lived there for like, man like at least five i want to say like 10 years a long time and then uh uh most of my family lived in burleson so my parents wanted to move to burleson to be closer to them and we were driving an hour to church every wednesday every sunday and i didn't get to go to wednesdays much because we were so far and so we finally moved to burleson and it's the reason i'm here today (laughs) nice and i love it here that's what's up I'm from, uh, well, I grew up in Illinois, just outside of Chicago until eighth grade and then moved to Burleson. Um, Just graduated from high school here, then went back to Chicago, played basketball for four years in college, and then went to the Wichita Falls um, for another four years, uh, working for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And I've been here at Calvary Church, hanging out with these guys for about five months now. Um, So... We've changed like a lot with the student ministry over the past, uh, really over the past like two weeks, but we've kind of been building up to it for a couple of months. What do you guys think of some of the changes so far? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that um, it's it's a lot of exciting. Uh, with change comes uh, challenges, but with challenges come uh, character building. And I think that's what's really happening is that where the uh, the culture that we feel like God has called us to create at Calvary Church, it's starting to, uh, specifically with the youth ministry, is starting to develop itself. And uh, we're starting to see the fruits of the labor of just years of Calvary Church investing back into our community. And I think that's the beautiful thing. And I think that's why we're seeing all the results and all the good change that's coming along with it and all the leadership that's beginning to develop itself. And so even though it's been in a short period amount of time, all the change, but uh, God's hand has for sure just been over the whole process. Yeah, and uh, so it's yeah. been an exciting ride. What do you guys think? Been good? It's been amazing, really. Like the past however many, five months, you said, uh, you came in. 
It's been a big culture shift. Hey, Ben, can you hear me? I can hear you. How you doing, buddy? What's up, brother? This is Pastor Turner. Uh, appreciate you calling into the show, man. Uh, I'm so pumped to be calling in here and talking to you for a little bit. Dude, so I just want to give you a little bit of backstory and, and let you know who's in the room with you right now. Um, so there's uh, there's four of us sitting here, and none of us have really any um, any connection at all to The Bachelor. But here's the story. is uh, I was listening to Bob Goff's podcast and uh, had heard you on, on Bob's podcast and just loved your heart, man, and loved what you were talking about. And I was like, dude, we got to get Ben for like 10 or 15 minutes on our show. Uh so, so that's really where we're, our connection to you comes from, is we heard you on Bob's podcast and, and loved it. Oh, man. Well, well, thanks for asking me to come on. Bob's a good guy. He's a good friend. He's been awesome to me. And uh, I, uh, when I when I saw and heard that I was going to be talking to you all, I got excited because I, I think we can talk about some cool stuff. So yeah, uh, pumped to be here. Awesome, brother. Hey, so for the past um, the past month or so, we've been talking a lot to our students on Wednesday nights about what it looks like to create a healthy culture. And, and we actually changed mm -hmm. the name of our student ministry to Calvary Youth Culture. Um, and so hearing you on Bob's podcast, you talked a lot about uh, your business, dude. And I just would love to hear your thoughts on your business and what kind of culture you like to create in your business. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so, you know, I think I've learned a thing or two. I mean, I'm only 30 years old, but I've talked – one of the cool parts about my life for the last five years is I've been able to talk to people like you all, pick your brains, ask questions, um, try to understand, try to learn, try to understand why people feel the way they do about certain topics. And as a result, then kind of react and, and treat my company uh, in a way that I hope is healthy. It's um, awesome. And here's what I really like to do. Uh, so our very first priority that we always keep at Generous, and so Generous uh, Coffee Company is a coffee that uh, is a company that I operate, uh, that I'm in charge of, and and we uh, work to sell coffee around the world and to donate our profits back to organizations that are fighting injustice around the world. So the, here's my very first number one thing I like to do: as soon as I hire somebody, or really any day that somebody works for me, I tell them that if at the end of all of this. In 50 years, 60 years, whenever this thing passes for us and we move on, if we can look back and say that one life was changed by what we were doing, then it's all been worth it. Dude, that's that's so how much good. we value each human human being and each human soul. So that's the first way that I try to create culture and that we create culture is to say, you look at each person no matter where you're at and how you interact with them and you realize that they're that valuable. That's so good. That's I the first that. thing. Um, the second is that we realize that everybody has a story that, uh, you know, I grew up in a world where everybody called each other weird or different <laughs> or abnormal or, uh, they have issues. And what we like to do is take a step back and go, well, yeah, we all do, but everybody has a story that's helped get us to whatever point we're at. And so let's start respecting people's stories, asking people for where they come from. And then maybe the, from there we'll understand why they are the way they are and i think that's really helped us inside of generous listen first before we speak and before we judge yeah that's so um good, that's awesome that's been awesome for us it's been fun to go into perspective of going of course you're weird well i'm weird too but why are we weird <laughs> right. what makes us weird um that's the third the, the second and the third and, and I, I really hesitate to get too Christianese on anybody anymore. I think we've done it way too long in the <laughs> I'm church. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, but the third is, like, I really believe in Jesus. Like, and we really believe in Jesus. Like, we actually believe that Jesus exists That's and so that good. he loves and moves and is active and breathes and is is a part of the world that we live in. And that holds us accountable, but it also allows us to look at a bigger purpose. Um, and look for a bigger purpose because if, if, if Jesus doesn't exist in my, in this world, then there's, it, there's a lot of purposelessness in, that we, we operate in. But if Jesus does exist, this whole thing that we do is on purpose and for purpose. And so it really creates an urgency inside of us to go, Hey, when we walk into work every day, when we interact with a friend over coffee, when we take a day off just to spend it with friends or family or just to get a restfulness, like those days matter. Because there's a purpose behind them, and that purpose comes from our God, 
Yes. That's really the three things we stand for, and everything else kind of flows from it. Dude, that's so awesome, man. That's that's really amazing. How how long have you guys been doing this generous coffee stuff? Is it pretty recent? Is it a new endeavor for you? Or yeah, it's it's. I'd say it's recent. We we just celebrated our two year anniversary two days ago. That's awesome. Let's go, um, man. That's so cool. We sold our first bag of coffee two years ago, two days ago. So yeah, I think we're pretty new. That's awesome. So so I got a story for you, Ben. I actually uh, one of the guys at this table, Nathan. He'd uh, told me, he's like, dude, we should order a bag of generous coffee and drink it while Ben's on the show. <laughs> so, oh, uh, so we went ahead. So and, awesome. Thanks, Mason. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so we ordered it and uh, we never got to press it. So the whole bag of beans is just sitting here at the table with us. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> hey, one of you has got to take that home. You've got to grind that mm-hmm. and you've got to drink it and let me know what you think. <laughs> okay, got it. Um, hey Ben, one one last question I got for you before you leave, um, and I really appreciate your time. Is there any advice that you'd have for high schoolers or junior hires on a simple thing, maybe a thing or two they can do to change the culture in their school? Yeah. Um, my advice, my advice really flows from kind of what I just said, and and I want I want to pause and speak this slowly because I think it matters and. Yeah. Um, I want to tell a story real quick. Sweet. Uh, so social media is a huge piece of today's world in middle school and high school. And mm-hmm. um, I was on a show with a bunch of really beautiful people physically and, and also uh, internally. Um, and one day I came into a room full of girls uh, on the show, and they're all in the mid-20s. They're beautiful people, and they were crying because of the hate they were receiving on social media. Wow. And at that moment, it hit me. If these girls who are beautiful, I mean, the most beautiful people I've ever seen physically are struggling because of the hate and the criticisms they're getting, then how would it feel to be a middle school kid? Uh, some of the hardest times in, in the, in our life, um, to be receiving that hate. And I know it's happening. And so here's what I'd tell people that are in middle school, high school, college into adulthood. Uh, you matter. You matter a ton. Uh, I know it might not feel like it. I might. I know it might be a little confusing. I know at times you might question your identity and your worth. Uh, I don't want to again just speak cliches here, but just know you. First off, you matter, and you have to let that sit in. Second off, um, you know what it feels like to feel loved. We've all had moments where we feel that felt accepted, and we've all had moments where we felt rejected. And so, so kind of like sit on those moments, understand how that feels and then be people who go out and make others feel accepted because we all know that being accepted feels a lot better than being rejected. And so instead of waiting for people to come to you, waiting people for people to kind of accept you into their group, what if we all from middle school to high school to college to adulthood started to be people that created communities that accepted others, that loved on others well, that told people how great they are, that showed people the love of Jesus, that sat with people in their troubles, that rejoice with people when they need the rejoicing. Um, and, and that is a purpose that we all hold and a power that we all hold. It's awesome. Yeah. And the third advice I would say to anybody sitting in, in, in those situations, um, understand that everybody's hurting, that everybody has experienced pain. And I'm, I'm starting as I get older here to realize the one thing that might uh, connect us as, as people outside of beliefs, outside of experiences, outside of popularity, the one thing that might connect us the most is our shared pains and our shared weaknesses. And so realize that when you feel down and you feel out, the coolest kid at your school, the most popular kid at your school has felt that way as well, and they will feel that way again at some point. And so be the person that respects that, that loves those people through those scenarios, that know that, that when those people do hurt, that you're a person that they can come to or confide in or that somebody that respects those moments. Because I think we need to create a culture of people just passionately involved in loving people well in their most weak places in life. It's awesome. And yeah. when we do that, I think the world will be a better place, and yeah. I think we'll all accept each other and see the world flourish in a way that we've never seen before. I think, I really believe when Jesus said, help us bring this kingdom of God back to earth, I think that's a big piece of it, is yep. making others feel so loved wherever they're at. Yep. Dude, I love that. It, one of the things we've been talking about in our student ministry is 
Like, what is the kingdom of heaven like? And the Bible says a lot of times that, well, the kingdom of heaven is like joy. It's like love. Mm. It's like goodness. Um, There's actually a passage in Romans that says the kingdom of heaven is not about food or drink, but it's about goodness, righteousness, joy, and love, and being filled with the Holy Spirit. And so we're just trying to just download all these attributes that, okay, this is what heaven is like. So how about let's make our students like this Let, like let's make our high schools like this let's make our city like this and and really try and just change the culture and trying to make it look more like heaven and make it look like the kingdom of god so dude i think your message is right on point ben and i think our students need to hear it um so man i i really appreciate your time if you got another minute i'd like to bless you and pray for you real quick brother that'd be awesome man i definitely do okay i got you dear father i thank you for ben um, and his awesome business and his awesome ministry, Generous Coffee, God, would you just bless it, um, bless it financially and bless it with the reach, um, that you would just take it around the world and that people would be changed uh, through Ben and his influence and through his business. Um, God, make him brave, make him strong, and make him fearless. And in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen, guys. Awesome. Hey, uh, I would be, uh, I have to do this. A shameless plug. Go to generouscoffee.com if yeah. you like good coffee. <laughs> Absolutely. Or t-shirts For or sure. bracelets or whatever, man. I'd be, yes. it'd be sad if I didn't shoot that out, shoot that out there. So please, generouscoffee.com, um, check it out. But also, hey, you know, I want to leave you with this. I think we're growing up in a time, uh, and I think your students out there listening will agree, uh, that people will really ask the question, is this is is was Jesus really who he said he was? And I believe he is, and I believe Amen. others are seeing it. And I'm excited to see where these where these kids, young adults, uh, I'm excited to live this life with them and see how much the world has changed for good. So thank you all for doing that. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank, thank you, you so sir. much, Ben. Thank you. Hey, thank you guys. We'll all talk right. soon. Yep. See you. All right. Well, guys, Ben Higgins from ABC's The Bachelor. What'd you guys think, dude? That was so good. Um, really good. I think I think he uh, he set a perfect example of um, how our faith and our everyday life can mm-hmm. coexist together, and how our faith can influence the way that we influence the world if we just if if, if we're just willing to really just accept what the gospel truly means, and uh, and just be able to carry it on in our everyday. And I think that um, that we can kind of confuse it with. Well, then I have to preach to every single person, but really it's just the compassion you show, the love that you show exactly what he's talking about yeah. is exactly what is what allow people to see Jesus through us, yep. you know, and that's the ultimate goal is not people to see us, but to see Jesus when we speak with them. And so um, I think that's perfect. Exactly what he was saying is like to the T of just how it means to bring the kingdom into, into this earth. Yeah. what you guys think? Man, I love that. I love that message a lot. And um, uh, one thing he said that hit me personally was uh, one of the first things he said, and it was about, uh, and this isn't exactly the culture thing. It's just something that 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 I could relate to because it's something that I've said myself to just get me through some hard times. And I, I love volunteering, and uh, for a lot of years, I've I've just poured my heart out in volunteering Mm -hmm. and uh one of the first questions you asked i'm not sure what it was but you asked something along the lines uh, of you know well i I don't remember (laughs) honestly but his answer to it was that um if it just changed one person's life so good yeah yeah that's that's all it was for you know that's that's the goal you know if it just changed one person's life then it's worth it yeah and i've told myself that a lot uh as i was volunteering it can get it can get overwhelming sometimes and uh, it can feel like no one, no one sees you doing that, but there's always the chance of just one person being changed. And that's always been my goal. And I know that God doesn't let you do things. He doesn't give you things to make you look like a fool. You know, mm-hmm. he's always going to give you some, something that, you know, he, he knows you can accomplish and he'll never shame you for it. He'll never give you something that, will make you look like you don't know what you're doing or yeah. it, there's always going to be an impact when God's involved. Yeah. That's so good. Wow. What'd you think, Nathan? Hold on. Let me wipe these tears. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Andrew's slaying it right now. The sermon right there. <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff. What really stood out to me is the, when you asked him about um, what students could do to change the culture at school. And 
basically what he said was just be a good person you know Mm -hmm. don't be mean like (laughs) show the love of god it's really that simple you can you can accomplish so much by just being nice and including people and just really letting the love of god shine through you and it's that simple i mean it's really not it's not a uh i think we complicate things too much Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and really i mean when you look at jesus's ministry it was just very simple very simplistic his love was just very specific i mean it, it wasn't anything where you had to do certain things for him or you had to uh go throughout different stages in life in order for you to experience things it was really just you know if you love me then love people you know and so i think it's really that simple yeah and i think students need that message now more than ever i I don't know how many students i talk to on almost a daily basis that aren't feeling love at home or they they aren't feeling love at school they aren't feeling so they're just they're just searching for for the feeling of love that really only comes from jesus i mean we've all been rejected by people close to us we've all been rejected by by parents at times we've been rejected by leadership and really the only perfect love we're ever going to get comes from Jesus. And so I love what Ben was saying about just, it's, it's all about Jesus and Jesus alone. He's really the one that's that we can look to for our joy. He's the one we can look to for, for love and and all those things. So, um, man, I love that. I want to just say thank you again to Ben. You guys agree. He was awesome. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We great, great person to kick off the show. Um, so I wanted to kind of go just around the horn real quick. And uh, David, I know you'd felt real strongly um, a couple weeks ago, just the word opportunity impressed on you and uh, new opportunities coming into 2020 and new opportunities with some stuff we're doing, maybe some career stuff, maybe just some life stuff. Yeah. I'd love for you to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the word opportunity, um, so every year I kind of tend to pray towards um, – you know, I ask God to give me something, something refreshing and something new. And, you know, he never shies away and he, he never disappoints either. Uh, just for example, like last year, um, the whole process of me moving here from New York, um, I asked for a word and he told me to breathe. And when I spent time and I meditated on that, I started realizing how I did so much and I needed to start learning how to do less in order for me to just be mm-hmm. closer to him. And I just I filled my life up with so much activity and so much planning and not enough time with being in his presence. And so so I had to learn to start saying no and realizing that no can be healthy for you in order for me to get closer to him. So that was one thing Um, for this year. It was opportunity. And I started thinking about it and I was like, man, opportunity. uh, There's going to be doors opening. There's going to be something spectacular is going to come. You know, I'm going to win the lottery. I'm going to something amazing (laughs) is going to come. And something, and something, <laughs> the crazy thing is something amazing did happen, but it was, uh, I realized that that amazing thing, I already have it. Mm-hmm. I just didn't mm-hmm. see it. Yeah, it's yeah. good. And so yeah. when it came down to the opportunity, it was starting to me realize, I was starting to realize that I have everything that I need. Mm-hmm. He's given me all the resources. He's given me the personality, the character, the the smile, the compassion, everything that I need for me to be effective Especially on this earth. Especially the smile. Yeah. I'm saying Colgate <laughs> smile. He's given me he's 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 given me everything. I just need to change my perspective and I need to look at or what I already have and yeah. say, you know what? Through his grace and through his mercy, I can make this better with what I already have. You know, and so we're con- I think we're always asking for new stuff and new stuff and 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 I truly believe that God will bless us because he loves us so much. He'll give us the things that we want. Um, but at the same time, I think that the things that he has required of us, we already have it in us. And so we haven't unlocked that yet because we tend to continuously be unsatisfied with what he's given us in our lives. And so I think when it came down to opportunity, it was opportunity in the sense of changing my perspective and changing our view of what we have and just seeing it from God's eyes and just taking the old and still working with it and just seeing new results. And so it's it's a, a new year, right? It's a new year. It's the same me, just new habits. Yeah. That's wow. good. So, wow. That's really good. How, what do you think? Uh, here's something for me personally is I always know that my initial instinct to a new opportunity or something that comes up 
that seems like an exciting new opportunity or something, my gut reaction is usually either let's do this, let's go get it, or I feel fearful. Yeah. Like I'm afraid of what's next or I'm afraid of this opportunity or what's going to happen if I, what's going to happen if I move across the country like you did from New York to Texas. Right, right. Um, what do you think about the role of fear playing a factor in opportunities? Um, I think for me, what, what really changed my perspective about, um, well, first identifying what we had spoken about when we first met is just fear is a sin yeah. and fear is something that we need to learn to overcome through God and only through God. Right. And so, um, for me, what really helped me in that process was watching, uh, it was a video of Will Smith skydiving. <laughs> the <laughs> like, yes theory video? I'm not kidding. Bro, and, it's, I'm with you. and it's crazy because you're looking for something, some divine moment. And really, it was something in an everyday life. Seeing how he skydived, what was it like 30,000 feet in the air? And then when he landed, they, you know, they interviewed him and they asked him what was the most fearful thing about the whole thing. And he said the most scariest thing was those 30 seconds just before jumping off the oh, plane. Oh, man, that's so good. Yeah. Wow. And that he said so that good. the moment he, he was so fearful, but the moment he jumped off, he realized he was free and there was nothing that can get in his way. And so that interview right there just like sparked in me and just made me realize like I'm being scared of something that is so that is such for a brief moment. And if I were to just take that leap of faith, I'll realize like in a long haul, this is going to be so exciting. Yeah, man. That's so good. Sometimes fear is the only thing standing in your way. If you can get over that. Yeah. yeah, Smooth sailing. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) The the Bible, you know, says uh, perfect love casts out all fear. I think that's first John. And I always like, you know, you think about, okay, what's the opposite of love is hate. Well, according to the Bible, the opposite of love is fear. Mm. You know, if perfect love drives out fear, well, when when you feel love, then fear's got to go. And, and I think that that's something that gives us confidence in, in Jesus is when we feel His love coming through us and coming to us, yeah. then fear's got to go. So um, the dogs of doom are gonna stand barking at the doors of your destiny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> The dogs of doom are going to stand barking at the doors of your destiny. And what are you going to do about it? Right. Because your destiny is on the other side of whatever your greatest fear is. Right. Yep. So if your greatest fear is is skydiving, go skydive. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. Bishop Lyles, he inspired me because he did it first before me and he's much older age than I am. So I need to. Yeah, exactly. I got to step. I got to step my game up, you know. (laughs) That's good, man. I forgot Bishop Ron skydived. Oh, he skydived, man. <laughs> a braver man than it. me. He's a braver man than <laughs> Definitely us. Definitely a braver man than That's me. That's a fact. I think it's a. I think it's a Chris Valentin quote. I think this is him, but I'm and I might butcher this quote. But he basically said one time he was like, if if there is something out there that you would do, if you were ten times bolder than you are right now, then your fear has reduced you to who you are and, and i always think about that like if i if i was 10 times braver That's heavy. <laughs> than i am right yeah. now what would i be doing you know and, and has my fear reduced me in into whatever role i'm in or whatever you know i i even feel like something like this doing a live talk show i mean all of us were having pregame we were jitters just shook. <laughs> yeah, we're having pregame jitters oh, yeah. before this and and now that we're doing it man it just feels good it, it feels like we're flowing and I think it's like that. I, I think that, you know, like you were saying, Nathan, if you can just get through that wall of fear and chase after your opportunity, the good things are going to be had for you. Yeah. I think there's awesome stuff out there waiting for us to just take that step or take that leap of faith and just go get it. Um, I, is it the Indiana Jones movie where, uh, where my guy is like walking along the edge of that cliff and he can't see the bridge, but that's the point? Is like he has to trust that right. the Brit, you know, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. I think about that where it's like, you know, the the Crystal Skull or whatever that movie. I can't remember which Indiana Jones it was. There's like six of them, but the the treasure or whatever it is is on the other side of this bridge, but you can't see the bridge. It's there, but you can't see it, and so you got to have faith that it's there, and that and that all I got to do is take this step, and it's going to take me to my treasure. It's going to take me to that Crystal Skull. It. You know, I love that scene in that Indiana Jones movie. We got to show that sometime in youth. Yeah, the, yeah. These these young cats. That's really that good. Like, a way has already been made. All you have to do is take a step. Yep. 
And that's so, faith, right? Yeah. I mean, faith is believing in what you can't physically see, mm-hmm. but but on the inside, you know, it's there. Yep. You know, and that's and that's really what it's. I mean, that's what it's about. Like, um, I get people that I have conversations with who are not uh, Christ believers, and I've had conversations in the past where it's just like, well, how do you know that he exists? Like, how do you know that what you're doing actually means something? Like, how do you know at the end of life there is an eternal life with him? Like, how do you even know these things? And the reality is, is that physically, because of their lack of faith and their lack of belief, they'll never be able to experience it. Yeah. But because of me, because I've taken that step of saying, you know what, God, I want to, I want you to be the Lord of my life, right? And I want you to be everything that I need and you are sufficient for my life and I need nothing else. The moment that I start physically declaring that, then I inner, uh, inwardly start feeling and believing in it that I, I can, I can actually really just start seeing things around me and just see the way his hand is just over it, you know? And, and it's really just, and it's really just faith being put into practice on every single day saying, you know what, God, I'm going to believe in you and I'm going to just trust that you're in the midst of it all. And, you know, you take those small, really just very basic habits on a day-to-day basis and you can really start seeing life in a whole different picture. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I think it, I think a lot of it comes back to, to what you're talking about, David, is like first, those small day-to-day things that influence your relationship with Jesus yep. Christ. Like if you're not having a daily time in prayer and you're not having a daily daily word time in, in the scriptures and you're not listening to worship music, you're not renewing your mind every day, then those opportunities, they're going to seem even f- more fearful. Yeah, like sure. if, yep. if you're not actively filling up yourself and actively taking care of your spiritual life, then, then the opportunities that come in the in the physical realm will be affected by the opportunities that you didn't take in the spiritual realm. That's right. a word right there. Wow. Yeah, yeah. If if your spiritual realm is suffering, then your physical realm is also going to suffer. I, I think we were talking about it yesterday um, where I said um, your your spiritual promotion always comes before your earthly promotion. Yeah. So, um, Andrew, you might actually be able to talk a little bit more about that um, with your opportunity that you've had recently at Calvary, if you want to take a couple minutes and share. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I want to say September. I, um, I, I previously before September I had done game development. So I did programming. So what that entailed was I, I programmed video games and, uh, did like graphic design for it. And so you were basically Skynet is what you're telling (laughs) us. Like you created Skynet. Yes. (sighs) uh and uh, (laughs) oh man i love that uh and uh i had a team uh, a few other friends that would help me create the games but uh it was good for a while but then it slowed down and uh it wasn't really working out anymore and i think it it was lining up with what god had planned for me up ahead i didn't see it at that point and um uh, I had I had no idea that God was was building me up to something through my volunteering and uh, work at church. Um, I mentioned it earlier uh, in our talk uh, about volunteering and man just pouring my heart out with it and and just always having that goal of changing at least just one person. And uh, it, it came to this point uh, I think after two or so years, uh, a little over two years of just volunteering that um god was preparing me spiritually and um the first step of that and uh the steps preceding after that was uh me getting a job in plano texas at a a msp managed service provider it's basically tech support um skynet it was (laughs) it was uh sorry also skynet (laughs) (laughs) on the side (laughs) Side gig, uh, um, but um, so that was a really challenging part of my life, and it was only one month. But driving to Plano every morning at six o'clock in the morning that's tough, it's rough, yeah. it's rough. It's rough. Um, so that alone, just the drive was a challenge, and uh, it took a lot of faith for me to get through it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I built a lot of faith through it, so. Uh, through that faith building, I, I consider that the spiritual promotion 
was was coming into effect and was building. It's good, dude. And um, as I went through that job, I realized I couldn't do as much volunteering at the church as I as I wanted to and I desired to do. And um, little by little, um, more than just the drive, more than just the the job, because honestly, I, I I liked the job. The only thing that was you know kind of rough was the drive, but besides that something else was was on my heart and it was that I wanted to be at church I wanted to to serve yeah. mm-hmm. and that job wasn't letting me do it as much as as I felt the call to and um things just kind of lined up and opportunities just came into view not by my own doing it just everything was lining up and it, I felt myself growing spiritually my faith was built and by the end of that month, um, I had never felt more faithful in my life. Mm-hmm. Just, I can't describe the exact process of it. It's just, I just decided to, to give more to God and just be more in his presence. And through that, and through all the years of volunteering before, God was just putting the final pieces together. And then uh, I talked to uh, the church. I talked to Pastor Tommy and uh, things just the final pieces, the final piece mm-hmm. just came into place. And at that moment, the, the spirit, the spiritual promotion was, was done. And now my worldly promotion came shortly after that. So good. And looking back, I can clearly see <coughs> through the years, God working in, in building me up spiritually and promoting me, not just in that one instance where I went to Plano and worked that job and then went to church mm-hmm. to work at church. But before that, um, each volunteering experience, it just got bigger and bigger. God saw that I could do something and he said, okay, well, if you can do that, then I'll give you this. Yeah. And then this, and then this, and then this, and he'll never give you more than you can handle. And he'll always have something new to give you. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean work. It doesn't mean, you know, doing something manual it can mean talking to someone. It can mean speaking faith into someone, you know, speaking life into someone and doing a good deed. It can mean anything, you know, God can build you up spiritually in so many, so many ways. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, it's awesome, dude. That's my story. I, on I feel like, I feel like, and I think everyone at this table would agree with me that Coonrod is like a different person than he was five months ago. Yeah. Like, Dude, you've just come out of your shell so much, and it's been amazing to see just all this new stuff you're trying and the awesome opportunities, like David was talking about earlier, that have been presented in front of you, and you've just taken them. You even tried sushi, like, a couple months <laughs> yeah. ago. Hey, yeah, I mean, it was fried sushi, sushi, though. That so sushi smacked. It's not like regular sushi, so I don't know sushi. if it counts. <laughs> Sashimi? Sashimi? Oh, man. <laughs> You you know, along that veins, actually, Andrew, is uh, I was thinking about you the other day, Nathan, and uh, and you can talk about this if you want, but it's putting you on the spot. So I'm going to draw out this question to give you time to think about it. Um, but y'all remember <laughs> y'all remember when the Ninja Warrior guy came and he had that prophetic word for Nathan. Yeah. And he he basically talked about, you know, how Nathan's been spending time in the fields like David. Uh, with the sheep and and how David David had to tend to the sheep and he had to fight the lion and he had to fight the bear before he fought Goliath mm-hmm. yeah. and, and and Goliath was the opportunity that presented itself and David took it and wasn't fearful of it and, and that was a prophetic word that was spoken over you I remember it just being in the room man that was a good refresher because I'd honestly dude to the team <laughs> when he spoke it it just it, it was like exactly, exactly what literally we all knew. Like mm-hmm. it, it, I, I think every person that know that has known Nathan yep. from the moment he walked into Calvary and has spent time and built the relationship with him, we all knew deep inside. Like everything that that dude spoke about over his life was so just to the team, just spot on, like just spot on. <laughs> yeah, yep. It, um, was, it was almost like a blackout moment for me because um, if anyone remembers, I was. You're playing keys. I was playing keys. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. if it was leading him into his sermon or after, but I think he kind of just wanted somebody. Yeah, in the background. Was, yeah. Man, I just remember start. I started shaking. 
<laughs> so like, good. Dude. Come on, man. crazy, man. But, I I think since that, since that prophetic word, uh, dude, I just feel like you've been a lot more bold, and maybe it's because, maybe it's because I've gotten to know you more, so you're just like less shy around me. <laughs> <laughs> But I feel like just generally speaking, I almost feel like six months ago you wouldn't be sitting right there on this show. No, most likely not. I mean, I can tell you this. I felt I felt a weight lifted off my shoulders mm, after yeah. that night. Yeah, it's good. It was it was weird. It's indescribable. And yeah, there there has been a definite change ever since then. Yeah. I remember remember talking about it like the day after. It's good, man. Awesome. I, I feel like we've all had experiences like that, you know, where someone spoke something to us. I, I'm trying to remember the the saying. It might honestly be a, a Bob Goff saying where where he's saying, uh, you know, forgiveness and confession come to and go to and from the Father, but your healing comes from your community. Mm. And I think wow, sometimes, so yeah, yeah. I feel like sometimes mm. people are just waiting on us to give them a word. Like I feel like. Nathan didn't know he was waiting on that word. No. And that that guy, I think his name was James. I'll have to tag him in this after. James didn't know that he was coming to Calvary to give Nathan that word. But because he did it, it changed Nathan's life. Yeah. Yep. That's sure. awesome. And I feel like sometimes like sometimes people around us are just waiting on us to to speak up or waiting on us to send that text. And and I feel like we're always presented with opportunities to to, and it doesn't even have to be prophetic necessarily. Yeah. Sometimes it's just, dude, I was reading this Bible verse and it made me think of you, so I'm gonna send it to you. You know, um, I've heard I've heard before that like when someone gets a prophetic word, so a good way to end it is, and and history will tell you if you believed in it or not. Like like when you pass away one day, or let me use a biblical example. The Israelites, when they were in Egypt, got a prophetic word that they would go to the promised land. How many of them actually went to the promised land? Right. Two, Joshua and Caleb. Well, they all got the prophetic word, but only two of them went to the promised land. Wow. And so, and so because they jacked around in the desert for so long and because they didn't believe and they, and they had disbelief, they didn't believe in God. They worshiped false idols out in the desert because they didn't believe in that word history showed that they didn't make it and so i think sometimes we receive words or we we receive a verse or a challenge and, and we're like history's gonna tell whether or not you believed in it right for sure you know when, when you when you pass away one day history is going to going to tell the story of your life and whether or not you believed in that prophetic word that was spoken over you or that verse you read that one time it goes back to what you're talking about opportunity. Yeah. History will will show whether or not you took that opportunity. For sure. And and uh, I think one of the things. Oh, Siri popping up. <laughs> I think one of the things that has impressed me the most about you, Nathan, is dude. I I really felt like you changed after that. Like you let that word change you. And that that's powerful, dude. That's bravery. Honestly, I'm not trying to just totally gas you up right now and make you blush, but. I admire it. He blushing you know? though. He I'm is blushing. Big time blushing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big time blush. So hot. Is, isn't that a band? Big time blush. Big oh, time rush. Oh, big time rush. Wow. Oh my gosh. Oh man. But I, I, that's one of the things that's just so impressed me about you over the past few months is just you stepping into your destiny, dude. And, and I think that there's even greater things, greater things out mm-hmm. there, um, including. Possibly destiny, <laughs> destiny leaders. Dli, dli, baby. Um, I, th- I, I just want to add on to that. I think the the beautiful thing about it is that you guys didn't respond in a volunteer mentality. You responded in a servanthood mentality. Yeah, it's good. And so yeah. when you're serving to the highest King of all, which is Christ, um, He rewards you with what is, what is you know what belongs to you as servants of the house. Um, there's a book that I read once that's called the radical worship solution where it says, um, understand that you don't work for the church. You work for God mm-hmm. and God promotes you when he see when, when, when you, when you deserve it or when you've earned it, you know, in other words. So it's like the, the mentality wasn't as a volunteer. Maybe you were, maybe you were thinking, well, I'm just going to do this because it's what I can do. But the reality is, is that 
um, you have a heart of a servant. Mm -hmm. And so you serve to the fullest of your capacity. You know, what is a volunteer? A volunteer is a person that I'll do it whenever I can. A servant says, I'm going to make time and I'm going to give my hundred, even if it's for 20 minutes. But those 20 minutes, I'm going to give it my all. And that's a servant heart, you know. And so whenever you responded to something, whether it was for a day or if it was for a month or it was with pay or it was without pay. Yeah. But your mindset was, I'm going to give it all because I love God. And so it, it really just defines that. And so I think the question that we should all ask ourselves, if we're going to go into that, we're going to if I could briefly go into that topic yeah, of just. of serving in church of being involved in church the question that you need to consistently ask yourself that i always ask myself is before i walk in where is my heart Mm -hmm. like what like what am i like what is it that i like what is it that i'm wanting to get out of this if i'm looking for the appreciation if i'm looking for people to recognize me if i'm looking for opportunities where people can come look for me then i'm not bringing the kingdom um to earth but if I'm going to come here, if I'm going to, if I'm going to tell myself, man, I'm here to praise God and I'm going to give my all because he deserves it all. And I don't care what happens. I'm just going to, in the moment that I can, I'm going to lift my hands and I'm going to praise God and I'm just going to give him my everything. Yeah. Then something sparks there in that moment, you know? And so I think the beautiful thing, why you guys are at where you're at, because you're both, con- when I first met both of you, you were both introverts. Completely yeah. <laughs> heavy duty, like super introverts, <laughs> and maybe still are, maybe still are. But here's the much. beauty about it: is that the person who you were created to be is starting to reflect, and it's starting to come out. Yeah, and that's because you responded with a servant heart, and didn't respond in a "What am I getting out of this?" So we got that's good. We got All like right. damn, it's so good. We've got like two minutes left on this show. So one of the reasons that I love this group here is I feel like we can just vibe. Uh, with each other, and we could go for another hour, We're honestly. Just started. Um, we just started. But so, just so the people who are watching, I was just checking the amount of viewers, and we've got about a dozen on Facebook or so. If you guys are watching, you have any questions or are you like what we're we're talking about? I'd love to acknowledge the people. We can actually see your comments. Um, so I see Cecily there at the top gassing us up during Ben Higgins. Is and, that who it is? Uh, yeah, that's her Twitch account. Uh, Cecily's a gamer, y'all ain't know. Is she? Wow. <laughs> Cecily is rocking that Minecraft. Oh, um, snap. snap. So, uh, Amara, thank Man. you for the encouragement. Uh, Samantha, thank you for letting us use your off or use your business. Yeah, that's someone we should give a big that's shout right. out to. No Samantha, no you are just the best. And thank you so much for opening this room up for us yes. to come and just share what God has put in our hearts. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Metroplex Insurance, Corey Clayton, yes. Samantha Clayton. This is their room that they're allowing us to use. And so we don't take that for granted because this is good stuff. Um, Pastor D, what's up? Pastor, Pastor D, D <laughs> in the house. Appreciate the encouragement. Uh, Laura Wetzel watching all the way from Wichita Falls. Uh, honestly, one of the reasons we had Ben Higgins on was because of you. So really appreciate that. Uh, Rachel, Nathan, you want to do the Rachel shout out? <laughs> You got it. All right. <laughs> Rachel, thanks for watching. <laughs> what about Kylie? That's like your number one fan right there. I Kylie. Know. Where's Kylie watching from? Bethel. Yeah. She at Bethel right now? From Cali. Kylie. Kylie. Kylie's in Cali. Cali. <laughs> Kylie's in Cali. Uh, thanks Cali. for watching. And uh, Kayla Torres, uh, thank you for the for gassing us up. Is that bread? Is that hand clap bread? Um, what is that? I that's think a, it's a I think that's a pita mushroom. bread. Pita bread? That's a pita bread. Is that communion? That's it two pita like breads slapping against each other. Yeah, that could <laughs> be a notepad. Oh, Kylie said mm-hmm. Redding. Oh, Redding. There you go. Redding. Yeah. <laughs> ah. And uh, a <laughs> and then uh, Miss Judy. Yes, Miss Judy. Talk about servant's heart. Can we talk about how Miss Judy does like every funeral reception, every memorial reception? Ev- She's basically at the church every day, bro, mm-hmm. setting up. Uh, setting up food, or I saw her up there yesterday serving people. Um, man, why does my Siri just keep coming up like that? She's um, filling it, y'all. The series she's being filled. So um, we got maybe 30 seconds left. Is there anything anybody else wants to add before we end the stream? We good? Yeah, we're good. Uh, I just want to give uh, I just want to give a shout out to uh, just to Calvary Church. Yeah, big time. Um, and to uh, Pastor Tommy. Um, his uh his messages and his influence and his way of speaking has just really helped us to mold who we are as leaders yeah. within our community 
and uh, and I I I asked them I asked them a question once a question that was um, uh, that was asked to a, a group of us in a room once where it was if the church would have closed down would our community miss us mm-hmm. and I think that Calvary has done such an incredible job of just impacting people around us um, uh, um, just like just being authentic right and just being transparent mm-hmm. of who we are as a body in Christ in in the building that we're at and. So I, I just um, I just want to say thank you to Calvary Church, Pastor Tommy, Pastor Denora for just being great leaders yeah. for our lives. I agree with that, man. That's good. How many how many leadership empower their people to do stuff like this, you for know, sure. and and trust and and believe in us to uh, to talk about God and talk about things of God. Um, so huge shout out to Calvary Church. Um, David, what time do our services meet and where can they find our church? All right. Check it. Right. All right. <laughs> All right. So Sundays. Boom. Hashtag boom. boom. Um, Sundays, we have our uh, our first service, uh, which starts at 830 a.m. Uh, we have our second service, which is at 1030. Shout right. Out. Ten, 10. 10 o'clock. Baby. Oh, 10. 10 o'clock. Mm. My bad. My bad. We start at 10. And then our third service is at. uh <laughs> 1130. 11.30. <laughs> Andrew's looking at me like, you better get this uh, right, boy. <laughs> production guy. If anyone get knows. The, get me. the announcements yeah. right. So, And then Wednesdays, we have our gatherings, um, uh, not just for youth, but also for adults. Uh, we have a Bible study mm-hmm. for adults. Um, and then we also have CYC gatherings um, uh, every, um, every second Wednesday and on for the month, right? Uh, because the first of the month we have uh, first Wednesday. Yeah. And then every Wednesday after that, we gather together at seven o'clock for CYC at the Blackstock Center, which is within campus. And uh, and we just get together, we worship. Uh, 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 a, a great word is always shared by, you know, Pastor Turner. And, and then we also have our small groups that are just growing and just flourishing. And so yeah. there's a lot of exciting things uh, to be able to get involved. Um, if you'd love more information about Calvary Church and where we are, you can uh, definitely... Um, send us a message, um, uh, get in touch with us, and uh, we'd love to talk more and get to know you. Yeah, for sure. Check out our website, calvaryftw.com, or our student ministry website, cycstudents.com. Appreciate all the love we got from Twitch and YouTube and Facebook. Appreciate everybody who watched us tonight. Uh, Good night, and God bless y'all. Love, peace, and chicken grease. Love, peace, and chicken grease. Yes, sir.